I lost my gal from Memphis. She's gone to Caroline. I know just who she went with, a dear old pal of mine. I ought to hop a choo-choo. Now I know I ought to go. I'd love to find my baby, but my funds are mighty low. My gal, oh, why did she leave me? Sweet gal, I'm missing her so. Oh, there ain't no gal in Memphis as sweet as her around. I lost my gal from Memphis, that's why I feel low down.
thank you very much. You are listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, the Jazz Station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us. We are focusing today on a trumpet or a cornet player from the 1920s who had a great deal of influence in his day. Isn't too well remembered today, though. His name was Bubber Miley, James Bubber Miley. He was born in 1903 in Aiken, South Carolina. He was an African-American player. Uh, he moved to New York City when he was quite young. He started singing on street corners, apparently, and learned how to play several brass instruments, but finally settled primarily on cornet, although he probably switched to trumpet later in his career. Uh, he was was uh, an active member of the black jazz scene in New York in the early 1920s. He kind of replaced Johnny Dunn, who was the um, really the first and foremost jazz uh, cornet player in New York from the late 1910s up to the early 1920s until uh, some of the New Orleans players like Louis Armstrong came and uh, really changed the style of jazz. Barbara Miley had one foot in each camp, though. He uh, was an extremely versatile player in terms of uh, using mutes. And we heard a little bit on the first two tunes of his mute usage. Uh, he could manipulate his sound in a great many ways. He apparently had heard King Oliver, the New Orleans cornet player in Chicago in the early 1920s, and was quite affected by uh, using mutes in that way. And he would use plungers and various other contraptions that you'd stick in the bell of the cornet to uh, alter the sound in one way or another. And uh, by the early 1920s, 1923 or so, he had made the acquaintance of Duke Ellington, who was in New York playing with uh, several different bands, Wilbur Sweatman's band and Elmer Snowden's band. Uh, when Ellington started his own group, he uh, called on Barbara Miley, along with some of the other players who had been circulating around him, like uh, Otto Hardwick and Sonny Greer and, and so forth. And they created a, a very unique style of jazz that came later to be known as jungle jazz when they were playing for shows in the Cotton Club. They were very influenced by New Orleans music. In fact, Sidney Bechet was part of their little clique for a while. Uh, and uh, the trombonist Charlie Irvis, to be replaced by Joe Tricky Sam Nanton, uh, were also partners in the front line. And they, uh, Miley and the trombone and Bechet, tended to uh, really create some interesting soundscapes with mutes and growls and all kinds of different uh, unorthodox at the time effects. So Miley stayed with Ellington off and on for five or six years before alcoholism kind of ended that association, and he played with a number of other bands. We're going to be sampling some of his recordings during the 1920s up till about 1930 now um, that he did without Duke Ellington. The uh, Duke Ellington years are very well documented. We're going to play some of the recordings that Miley made as a sideman with other groups. Uh, he was a very uh, frequent... Uh, participant in studios uh, backing blues singers. We're not going to be listening to those today. We might get to those at another point. These are all small group jazz from the 1920s and some very exciting and interesting playing. We started out with two tunes. Uh, only six of them were released under Bubber Miley's name during the 1920s. This was actually 1930. And it was called Bubber Miley and His Mileage Makers from May of 1930. And we heard, I Lost My Gal from Memphis and Without You, Emmeline. And I Lost you, uh, My Gal from Memphis was done uh, uh, from a stock arrangement by Archie Blyer, who was a, a great stock arranger and a great influence on jazz arranging at the time. Benny Carter recalled him quite fondly, or his stock arrangements at any rate. And uh, this was a fairly large band. It was Bubber Miley playing the muted trumpet solos, the open trumpet solos, and the lead playing was by Ward Pinkett, who was a well-known uh, African-American trumpet player. Uh, we had Wilbur de Paris on trombone. Of course, he became better known in his later 
later years with the DeParis Brothers Orchestra, but he was in many Harlem bands at the time. Hilton Jefferson played clarinet and alto sax, probably lead alto on this one. Another person, we don't know who played clarinet and alto sax, Happy Caldwell, who was a, a very busy musician in the uh, New York uh, black jazz scene in the 1920s, played tenor sax. Earl Frazier played piano and celesta. Bernard Addison played banjo and guitar. Bill Benford on bass and his brother Tommy Benford on drums. We also heard vocals by a studio vocalist named Frank Marvin. So both of those arrangements uh, feature some very good jazz playing by Miley, Pinkett, and Wilbur de Paris, and Hilton Jefferson as well. A little bit of Harry, Happy Caldwell in there, too. So some interesting tunes. These were obviously done just uh, from publisher stocks, and uh, I don't think this band was a working unit, but uh, Miley made the most of it and made some very fine recordings. We're going to end up the program with the two tunes from the next session, from July 3rd of 1930. So we're going to move uh, up a little bit right now. We're going to go to uh, some recordings that were made by the New Orleans pianist and uh, uh, promoter Clarence Williams. Clarence Williams had a long series of recordings in the 1920s, and virtually all of the great black jazz players uh, from every different band in New York were used at one time or another. We're going to start with a date that uh, he did in January, January 4th of 1926 for OK Records. And this is the Clarence Williams Stompers, and we're going to hear the standard Dinah. It wasn't a standard at the time. It was still a fairly new tune. It had been introduced, uh, I think, at the Plantation Club by Ethel Waters about uh, not even a year earlier, I don't think, about six months earlier. In this band, we will hear Bubber Miley on cornet, Charlie Irvis on trombone, it says Don Redman on alto sax, but I think it sounds an awful lot more like Otto Hardwick to me. I'm not sure about that. Coleman Hawkins plays some tenor sax and clarinet, but really bass sax on this number. You can hear him honking away down in the basement. Clarence Williams on piano. Leroy Harris on banjo. Cyrus St. Clair on tuba. So some of the regular Clarence Williams players there. And then from about uh, three weeks later, January 22nd, 1926, also for OK Records, we hear the Clarence Williams Blue Five, of which uh, there are more than five. We're going to hear Bubba Miley, Charlie Irvis again, definitely Otto Hardwick on this one, Clarence Williams on piano, Leroy Harris on banjo, and Cyrus St. Clair on tuba, with Clarence's wife, Eva Taylor, singing the two numbers that we're going to hear. We're going to hear I Found a New Baby and A Pile of Logs and Stones Called Home. So those two tunes, uh, actually three tunes, by Clarence Williams. Then we're going to move on to um, a uh, couple of tunes by an interesting little group called the Texas Blues Destroyers. This was a duo, Bubber Miley on cornet and Arthur Ray on organ. Arthur Ray also composed the two tunes we're going to hear. We're going to hear the Down in the Mouth Blues and the Lenox Street Shuffle. And these were recorded on October 2nd of 1924 for Ajax Records. The same little duo did quite an amazing thing. They went into uh, three different studios, Ajax, Pathé, and Vocalion, recorded the same two tunes all within about a week. So somehow they talked themselves into multiple recordings of different companies of all the same tunes, and they even used the same name of the band, which is remarkable in its uh, cheekiness, but I guess they got away with it. We're going to hear the first version of those. So this is our uh, next set with uh, Bubber Miley. With Clarence Williams doing Dinah, I Found a New Baby, and a Pile of Logs and Stones Called Home, the Texas Blues Destroyers, Down in the Mouth Blues, and Lenox Street or Lenox Avenue Shuffle, and then we're going to end up with a Jelly Roll Morton tune. And I'll tell you about that after after we hear it. It's called Little Lawrence. <laughs> ¶¶ 
So that last tune was called Little Lawrence, recorded by Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers, recording for Victor, March 19th of 1930, a group very similar to Bob or Miley's Mileage Makers we started the program out with. This had, of course, Jelly Roll Morton on piano, but otherwise the same rhythm section, Bernard Addison on banjo and guitar, uh, Bill Benford on bass, and Tommy Benford on drums. We also heard in there uh, Barbara Miley taking that last trumpet solo, Ward Pinkett takes an earlier trumpet solo, an open one, Wilbur de Paris on trombone, and possibly Lorenzo Tio on clarinet. He was the legendary New Orleans clarinet player and teacher who was living in New York at the time. He didn't live too much longer, um, unfortunately, and may have made a few recording dates around town, and this may have been one of them. So that was Little Lawrence with Barbara Miley. We started out uh, that session, or that set rather, Barbara Miley playing with Clarence Williams and his stompers to begin with, Dinah, which started out with a Coleman Hawkins bass sax solo recorded for OK on January 4th of 1926. We heard Barbara Miley play some very um, passionate cornet in there. I don't think he ever played unpassionately. Charlie Irvis was on trombone. The two of them, of course, had been uh, in the uh, Duke Ellington band and were at the time, as was Otto Hardwick playing alto sax. The discography if you say Don Redman, but I think it was definitely Otto Hardwick. And then Coleman Hawkins, again, on uh, bass sax and tenor sax, Clarence Williams on piano, Leroy Harris on banjo, and Cyrus St. Clair on tuba. And that same rhythm section was carried over a couple of weeks later to January 22nd of 1926, also okay, and I Found a New Baby and a Pile of Logs and Stones Called Home, both featuring... Um, uh, Eva Taylor on vocal, and we heard Bubber Miley, Charlie Irvis, Otto Hardwick, and uh, no Coleman Hawkins in that case. That version of I Found a New Baby was an up-tempo version. They recorded a very slow version on the same uh, recording session. I didn't include that because it didn't have quite as much Bubber Miley on it, but some excellent Bubber Miley playing in these sessions. And they might have been playing from stock arrangements as well. As I said, they were using those quite a lot at the time. Then we moved over to that unusual little group, the Texas Blues Destroyers. Arthur Ray on organ, actually it sounds more like a harmonium, and Barbara Miley on uh, cornet, rather, playing uh, Down in the Mouth Blues and the Lenox Avenue Shuffle, both composed by Arthur Ray. Those were done, in this case anyway, for Ajax Records at the beginning of October of 1924. And as I mentioned, the same duo under the same name recorded the same two tunes three or four days later for Pathé and two or three days after that for Vocalion. So uh, comparison is kind of neat, but I only played the first version, the Ajax version. So Barbara Miley, uh, after he left Duke Ellington, or was asked to leave, I think he was one of the few people that Ellington actually was frustrated enough with who, to, to fire him outright. He was so undependable at the time. Uh, he uh, went off on his own, did uh, some... some uh, casual dates with different bands. He uh, went to Paris for a, a short time with Noble Sissel's band. Uh, when he came back, he started playing with uh, some other groups around town, and he started making uh, one-off recording dates as well. And we're going to hear a couple of those uh, at the end of the next set, but uh, first we're going to hear from a group called the Kansas City Five. This is not the much better known group from the 1930s, made up of members of the Count Basie band, of course. This was a uh, kind of an interesting little uh, band that uh, played some instrumental dates, but also backed up a number of singers. And this was kind of uh, in competition with the various Clarence Williams groups. It was uh, run by Louis Hooper on piano and Elmer Snowden on banjo. And they were playing in places like the Nest Club in New York and different places like that. We're going to hear two tunes out of about half a dozen that they recorded. Couple, uh, most with Barbara Miley, some with Louis Metcalf, though. We're going to hear from November of 1924, again, Ajax Records. We're going to hear the St. Louis Blues, 
and the Louisville Blues. And those two tunes will feature uh, in the Kansas City Five, Barbara Miley on cornet, Jake Frazier on trombone, Bob Fuller on clarinet and alto sax, along with Louis Hooper and Elmer Snowden. So kind of a uh, an unfamiliar grouping of African-American musicians in New York in the 1920s. Then we're going to jump up uh, to one of uh, Miley's guest-starring uh, roles. This one uh, came for RCA Victor with King Oliver and his band. Recorded on January 28th of 1930 for Victor, we have uh, King Oliver uh, playing trumpet on this tune. This is the St. James Infirmary, by the way. It will also include a vocalist uh, by the name of Frank Marvin. We heard him with Bubba Miley's Mileage Makers. Um, in the trumpet section, in addition to Oliver and Miley, uh, it may be Henry Red Allen. Uh, the, the personnel of this group was kind of fluid. We think it might be that. Jimmy Archie was on trombone. Bobby Holmes was on clarinet and alto sax. Glenn Pack, probably on clarinet and alto sax. Not sure who was on tenor, possibly Charles Frazier. Don Fry was on piano. Arthur Taylor on banjo. Gene Stultz on guitar, slide guitar, and Clinton Walker on tuba. Uh, no drummer listed on this one. Not sure uh, if that was true or not. I have to listen closely for that. But this is the St. James Infirmary Blues, and it starts out with a, uh, a, a good uh, statement of the melody by Bubber Mylan. We'll hear that on the next tune as well, actually the next two tunes. He begins the proceedings by playing the melody in his very uh, muted and growly style. That was uh, obviously a, a desirable quantity for these band leaders. And then a little later on, we'll hear the tuba, Clinton Walker, playing the melody in halftime, and the trumpet uh, or cornet answers will be provided by King Oliver in that case. So that's the St. James Infirmary Blues. I'm going to follow that up with uh, something from a similar date. This is uh, a tune called Old Rockin' Chair by Hoagie Carmichael, done by Hoagie Carmichael and his orchestra. This was in May of 1930. Barbara Miley was a busy fellow in 1930, recording again for Victor Records. And this uh, features Barbara Miley again playing the melody, and a little bit later we'll hear some Bix Beiderbeck coming in. They were the two trumpets in this band, and they were almost exact contemporaries uh, in terms of their birth and death dates, and also in terms of their lifestyle and the fact that alcohol cut both of their lives short. Going to hear a white band largely here, Tommy Dorsey on trombone, Benny Goodman on clarinet, Someone playing lead alto, not sure who. Bud Freeman on tenor sax. Joe Venuti on violin. Irving Brodsky on piano. He also does some of the background vocals. Eddie Lang on guitar. Harry Goodman on bass. Gene Krupa on drums. And Hoagie Carmichael singing the lyrics. This was uh, a band that uh, many of the, these players had been playing with Ben Pollock's band. So this was taken from that. So that's uh, where we will be letting up uh, at that point. Oh, no, we have one more. And actually, in some ways, this last one is the most interesting one. Uh, Miley, at the very end of his life, from 1930 until 31 or so, he died in 1932, was featured quite prominently with a white band, a society band, led by Leo Reisman, who was a violinist from Boston. And they played fairly sweet society dance music, but uh, Reisman hired... Bubber Miley to play on some of his recordings and to make some personal appearances. Miley would dress as an usher in the theaters where the band was performing and uh, play from the audience. It was a big showstopper and it also got around some of the segregation uh, laws by doing that. Now we're going to hear one of the most uh, well-known uh, recordings that they did at that time. This is uh, the Cole Porter tune called What Is This Thing Called Love? from January 20th of 1930, once again for Victor. And that is our set coming up. St. Louis Blues and Louisville uh, Blues by the Kansas City Five, St. James Infirmary by King Oliver's Orchestra, 
rock and old rock and chair, Hoagie Carmichael and his orchestra, and what is this thing called love? Leo Reisman and his orchestra, all featuring the trumpet of Bubber Miley. <laughs> Thank you. 
St. James Infirmary Saw my baby there Stretched out on a long white table So sweet, so cold, so fair Let her go, let her go, God bless her Wherever she may be She can look this wide world over She'll never find a sweet man like me When I die, I want you to dress me in straight lace shoes Box back coat and Stetson hat Put a $20 gold piece on my watch chain So the boys will know I died standing pat
rock jack get you, pappy? Look at my cage laying by my side. Fetch me the gin, son. Poor Tanya hide now. I can't get from this cabin. Mm-mm, you ain't going nowhere. And nowhere. Just set me here grabbing at the flies round this rocking chair. You remember Aunt Harriet? Mm-hmm. How long haven't she been, Pappy? Send me a sweet chariot for the end of the troubles I've seen. You seen them, Pappy. I won't let a rocking chair get you. Judgment Day, share, son. I'm chained. Chained to my rocking chair.
So there we have Bubber Miley, largely in 1930, although the first couple of sides by the Kansas City Five from earlier on, St. Louis Blues and Louisville Blues. Then we went to those 1930 sessions, St. James Infirmary with King Oliver and his orchestra, Old Rockin' Chair with Hoagie Carmichael and his orchestra, and finally, What Is This Thing Called Love by with Leo Reisman and his orchestra, all featuring the cornet of Bubber Miley. Don't have a lot of time here, so we're going to go to the last two tunes, which are back to the Bubber Miley mileage makers from 1930, Chinnin' and Chattin' with May and Black Mariah. Same band we heard the beginning of the show, although with the addition of Buster Bailey on clarinet. Here's some characteristic clarinet solos there, but mostly Bubber Miley on cornet. You've been listening to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. This is WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Thank you for joining us, and tune in again next week. about nothing we've got plenty to say and i'm always so happy chin chatting with me she'll say nice night then i'll give her a kiss i'll say i like conversation like this never go to a movie never go to a play i get my entertainment chin chatting with me
got my traveling bags back. I know I'm not coming back. That mean man's waiting to turn the key. 